pages of notes, so we're going to have to get going here. We're going to be in uh, Genesis 11, Tower of Babel. Buh, 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 buh. I've been practicing that. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this demonstration uh, against pride, Lord. We thank you for your mercy in handling it. Lord, uh, just anoint me as a teacher. And again, be with Pastor James and his family. Grant him a good time refreshing. Amen. Okay. Tower of Babel. Probably pretty familiar for most of you. <laughs> I didn't say Babel in general. And it goes like this. Uh, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. Um, they had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they pro propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down. And therefore, confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad over the whole face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore, the name is called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Okay, that's the situation um, and I just want to start with a scripture um, that has to do with the, the pride that the men had as they were building this city. And it's from Luke 18. It's uh, Luke 18, 14. And it says, For everyone who is, exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So keep that in your mind that the Lord hates the haughty and... Uh, it will help you as you go through this. And it says in one that the whole earth was one language. And what a cool thing that is. You can get a lot done when everybody's on the same page, talking the same language. And he had given Adam a language. I don't know what language it was. Some people say it was Hebrew. But it was an effective language. And we know that he named all the animals as they paraded by. And God was happy with that. So Adam is programmed with an intelligence and an intelligible language, and he walked and talked with God. No evolution there. It was, he was programmed, he was gifted with a language, one language. And that language uh, was the language of the world, and this is post-flood. And uh, it was very convenient for the world. It was easy, it was efficient, it was convenient, and everybody was on the same wavelength, and they're all on the same page. Maybe a little too easy. Maybe a little too easy. Yeah. So it says in two that they came from the east. And like I say, this is post-flood. 
And the ark had come to rest on Ararat, Mount Ararat, which is in the southwest portion of Turkey, right along the current Iranian border. And that's one of the reasons nobody can get up there, political things going on, to look at the ark if it does exist. Um, And then they moved back towards the Mediterranean Sea. That was their prerogative to do that. And then the Lord evidently led them that way. And they came from the east. They moved west. And they came to a place called the Plain of Shinar. And uh, that's the old, old name of it. And when you were kids, at least when I was kids and we did social studies, they talked about this place called the Fertile Crescent. I don't know if they... Has any has anybody ever heard of that, the Fertile Crescent? Okay, we, we got some people, even young kids know that. I thought maybe that was a dated term, but evidently they're still using it. Uh, that's where Shinar is. It's in between the Tigris and the Euphrates River in present-day uh, Iraq. And it's very fertile this day. It's, it's great farming ground. And as they were moving through, they looked at that and said... This is a good place. This is a real good place. Let's settle here. It's got a lot of things going for it. It's in the Fertile Crescent. It it grows good, whatever we want to eat. Uh, It's easy to build on. It's flat. We enjoy that here. Uh, The drainage seems to be good. It's bounded by two rivers so the water can get away. Um, And travel was easy. Things were flat. It It was neat. It was a good place. It was a lot better than Mount Ararat. And it seemed to be better than over in Canaan because it's just a rocky mess over there. I don't know why God loves that place so much. It's just all rocks. But he does, so that's that's his business. But uh, these people liked the plain of Shinar a lot. It had a lot going for it. So they said, "Let's, let's dwell there. This would be a great place to camp out and just stay there and um, get something going here with the people. But that was a violation of Genesis 9-7 and Genesis 9-1. God said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And there was a lot of earth to fill at that time. They had just come down from, well, not just, but there were generations just after the uh, ark. And they had a lot of earth to fill. And they fell in love with Shinar. And they wanted to stay right there. But uh, God had other plans, and he will make it happen. Um, They were probably fruitful, but they didn't go out and fill the whole earth. And they came up with this plan. They said, uh, come, let us build a city. Let us build a city. And if you read uh, the chapter before this, it talks about a guy called Nimrod. He's in all those begots. And Nimrod was a mover and a shaker. He was the post-flood Donald Trump. He built four cities in the plain of Shinar. And this Project Babel evidently was going to be his greatest one. He had some success. And uh, let's do it up big, guys. Let's build a really big one, a big city. We won't be bored. We'll have art. We'll have entertainment. Uh, There'll never be a dull moment. We'll have all our friends around us. A city is the way to go. So Nimrod said, let's go for it. Let us create a city. 
It's just like God saying, let us make man in, in our image. That's, evidently, that's the preamble to creation. Let us. We've seen those words before. And, and these guys will use it again. And like I say, he was a mover and a shaker, and he built four cities in the Shinar region. So Nimrod likes Shinar, and he likes cities, and he comes up with an idea with new technology, bricks. Bricks. Bricks are cool. I really like bricks. Um, I, I do pavers around my house. I wish I could pile them up and, and make them straight, Brian. I wish I could, but I can't. You guys are gifted. <laughs> you guys are gifted. Gary, you're gifted to do that. And I have to relay pavers five or six times to get them, get them right. But uh, I like bricks. They're, they're really durable. And I said, what we need to do is break, make these bricks and bake them thoroughly. Make a good brick. We've got to make a good brick because we're going to build this Babel place, which probably wasn't called Babel until the language was messed up. Um, and we're going to make a, a big city and a big tower. We've got to have good bricks. And they had the stuff to do with it. To do it, they had plenty of clay. Um, it was close by. They didn't have any stones. They didn't have to mess with that, chisels and chipping and, and things like that. So they, they mastered the brick, which is uh, pretty neat, really. And since I like bricks, I'm going to play with them a little bit. That's cool. What if those guys were building with stones? Okay, we're going for the second course. Turn, turn stones anyhow. You're getting a picture. But with a brick, they're very predictable. Who put that cup there? You can do it like that. You can overlap. They're square on the end. You can make a square corner. Uh, you know what the dimension is going to be when you get to the end. You can calculate it. They could make them close by. They could make them thoroughly. The brick was a technological achievement. And they said, we're good with bricks. We're going to build this huge city. Let's go for it, guys. So, yeah, they were going to build that thing. And they were. what were they going to use for mortar? They were going to use asphalt. And they're in a spot where there's a lot of asphalt. They're in Iraq. I, Iraq may be, well, I think Saudi Arabia is the leading oil-producing country and region, but Iraq's right in there. And they had tar pits, and they had bubbling uh, tar springs. So it was around. And uh, it probably made pretty good mortar because it's holding a lot of roads together right now that have huge trucks going over them, and it probably made fantastic mortar. But I hate tar because every time you get it out, it's on your hands, it's on your hammer handle, it's on your pants, it's on your carpet. I don't know how they kept this place clean. But they were going for asphalt as mortar. They weren't messing around. They were going to have a very strong city. Okay. Um, said, want to make a great tower. We want to make a great tower and... We're going to use everything we have to make this tower wonderful. 
We're going to use our intelligence. We're going to use our skill. We're going to use our power. We're going to use our imagination. And this thing's going to go up into the heavens. It's going to be the tallest thing you ever saw. Did man ever get over that? No. Skyscrapers everywhere. Monuments to themselves. Monuments to themselves. And I think they just put some kind of tall thing on the building that they put where uh, the World Trade Centers were. It made it the tallest building in the world. Am Am I crazy? Did I hear that right? We're still doing it. Monuments to ourselves. Yeah. It was a great achievement. Great achievement. And there's speculation that this uh, tower may have been for religious reasons. That could be. That very well could be. But I think it was primarily pride. Let us have something famous in our city. Let us have the Eiffel Tower. Let us have uh, World Trade Centers. Let us have whatever the famous skyscrapers are. Um, So they did that. And it was their object to make a name for themselves. What do we call that when you want to make a name for yourself? We call that pride? I think we do. What are some uh, synonyms for pride? Fame. You could be a man of renown. Esteem. You could have prestige. You could have star power. You could have praise. And you could have reputation. We... We have a lot of names for pride because we have a lot of pride. Man is a prideful being and has gotten him in some trouble over the years. They were exalting themselves. And God never seems to like that much. He's always got trouble with this haughtiness, this pride. And in fact, in uh, Proverbs 12, 4, it says, uh, Pride is a sin, a haughty heart. And a proud look is sin, according to God. And there are many other scriptures that uh, say just about the same thing. And there are three big examples that I found of pride damaging individuals in the Bible. And we know about the original sin, Satan's sin. He banded together with a third of the angels to go against God, to take over God. And he has the famous five I will statements in Isaiah. And the first four are kind of foggy about what's going on. You can look at those real close and you can see where he's going. But the last one is blatant, really blatant. It says, I will be like God most high. I'm taking over. And he was beautiful. He was a beautiful creation. He was jeweled. He was musical. He was the angel that covered God's throne. He was it until iniquity was found in him and it was pride. And he was a con artist. We know that he got Adam and Eve, slicked them pretty quick. He also slicked a third of the angels. And they saw God every day. How beautiful was this guy? He was sharp, really sharp. In his pride, he thought he could be God most high. And I I think God uh, coined a word that we use sometimes. I think he called him cocky. I think he called him cocky and asked him to leave. And he threw him out of heaven and threw him down here. But he's still a celebrity. 
he doesn't have the ranking that he had, but he still has rank. He can still go into heaven, talk to God. He still has free reign about. In Revelation, it says he's bound someday. I, I hope that happens soon. Um, how about David and Bathsheba? David and Bathsheba. Bible heavyweight. Stumbled because of pride. Started out with lust of the flesh. Started out with uh, lust of the eyes. And he consummated the whole deal with his rank and his prestige and his leadership with the assumption, I'm the king. I can have that woman. Go get her, troops. Pride of life. Trip David horribly. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel. Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and Daniel interprets the dream. And he, God tells uh, Daniel that Nebuchadnezzar is the head of gold in this image, in this dream, and says he's a great king, a great king. And Nebuchadnezzar knew that. And one night, Nebuchadnezzar is out in his hanging gardens in beautiful downtown Babylonia, wherever it was, and looks around and says, I, I've made this great kingdom. I've built all this stuff. It's me. It's me. It's me. And God cursed him and made him eat grass like a cow for seven years. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. And Nebuchadnezzar realized that, and God lifted the curse on him, and he was restored to power. Pride. Pride was the issue. Pride was the issue. And there are others, uh, maybe Pilate, um, Paul before his conversion. We can think of others. Okay, pride is the thing they're after. They want esteem. They want rock star status. They want to be remembered. They want a city. They want a monument to themselves. So the purpose of, of all their skills and talents um, was something against God. God told them to go throughout the earth, fill it up, but they were afraid of that. They were afraid of that. They didn't think that was a good idea. We'll be lonely. We won't have entertainment. We won't have our friends close by. We won't have a sports team. We won't have a convention center. And darn it, we won't have any skyscrapers. Have a nice garden, no? But they're not interested in that. What fame and fortune? What prestige? What esteem? That's what they're after. Pride, pride, pride. Um, so, they're starting on this tower with their famous bricks. Um, they didn't want to be scattered over the whole world. They wanted a humanist empire. They wanted a one-world government. I think they're still after that today. We're still working on that. 5,000 years later. Wow, not a new idea. Kind of an old idea with Nimrod. Okay. There's a passage that says in Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. They had a big plan. They had a big way. They were going to do it right, but God had other ideas. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. Lord, Lord noticed notice what they were doing. He, uh, nothing's hidden from the Lord. Days like night. 
Night's like day to him. He can see what's going on. He, he saw the tower. He saw the city. He saw their hearts. Um, and he made this uh, comment in verse 6. And this is what they begin to do. This is what they begin to do with their power and their talent and the things that I've given them. They rebel. They rebel. They think they're hot stuff. This is what they begin to do. They are banding together to oppose God in rebellion. And we think that's crazy, although we see it all the time. But they were opposing God. In Revelation, it talks about situations where there are many judgments. We got the bulls, we got the the angels, we got the seals. And all these things are being poured out and delivered to men. And they don't repent. They do not repent because they think they can oppose God. They're talented. We can take care of this. It's not really God. We can conquer it with science. We can build a tower. We can do something. But they are opposed to God. Um, Satan did the same thing. He banded a third of the angels together to oppose God. How crazy is that? But it, it worked. A third of the angels believed it. Um, now he says, God says, now nothing they propose will be withheld from them. They are smart. They are talented. God gave them these things. They're misdirected. They have this pride. They want to be the stars. They want to be like God. And wasn't that the issue in the, in the garden? He was sold a bill of good and said, you can be like God. And she went for it. It's easy. Just eat that fruit that you like looking at. Eat that fruit that's good for food. Eat that fruit that will make you like God. Easy peasy. She went for it. She died spiritually and died physically some years later. So, deception. Deception. Um, So, God-given talents can be used to steer away from God. We forget where they came from, just like Nebuchadnezzar. Um, So, God said, this is not good. This is not really good for these guys to be doing this. And in 7, he says, let us talking of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, take care of this unhealthy activity for their own good. And what did he do? We, we all know what he did. He confused the language. He confused the language, which is a pretty merciful and soft judgment. You know, he could have said, you're in rebellion? I'm going to wipe you out again. But I just did that with a flood. I hate to start over again so soon. I'm I'm putting words in God's head, but maybe that's what he's thinking because all he did was confuse the language. And think about what a mess it is when you're building a big tower in a big city and you've got engineers and you've got guys taking measurements and you've got politicians running around and every group suddenly is talking a different language. Oh my. It's tough. It's, it's hard when you're talking the same language most days. So the, the guy beside you suddenly is speaking Swahili. But I, I don't think it's like, like that, but it could be. Um, I just saw a map in here about some of the languages that were proposed. 20 languages in, in the Near East, and they think they probably came out of this. 
20 languages floating around while they're building the city and while they're building the tower. They didn't get much done after that. They didn't get much done at all. Gary, what if you told the guy that was uh, running us all over there for the bricks in Spanish what to do or in Swahili and he looks at you and says, huh? Not many bricks are going to get cut today. Sorry. And it worked. And it worked. They stopped the building. They stopped the city. And they dispersed because they couldn't talk to each other. They couldn't communicate. They could talk in their groups. They could talk in their families. But for this big project, God gave them a soft judgment and said, I'm changing your language, guys. And it stopped. Do you think they were humbled by that? I think so. Their big dream ground to a halt in about a day. Let's go talk to the boss. We can't. <laughs> He's talking a whole different language. I don't know what the boss is saying. On a good day, I don't know what the boss is saying. Anyway, He's talking a whole different language. Um, So that stopped. And they dispersed through the whole region, just like God wanted them to do. God's good. God's got a plan. He's got a plan for us. And he's going to work it. We don't know how it's going to work out a lot of times. But he's going to work it out. And it's going to be good. And he's, he's good with language. He pulls the thing in reverse on Pentecost. When the apostles are preaching in Jerusalem, there are a lot of different uh, nationalities in town uh, for the holidays, for the feasts. And Peter's preaching, and some others are preaching. And the people that are listening saying, I can hear this guy in my own language. What a neat thing is that. I'm hearing about Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for my sins in my language And I'm from Crete. And these guys are from up the road in Galilee. Uh, How how are they doing that? In fact, they were accused of being drunk. uh, Because, you know, they're they're speaking a different language. But they were heard. They were heard. So God is good with language. And he can do his purpose with anything he wants to. He uses language. I'm supposed to stop right now because my wife told me to. But that's the end of the story. That God's purpose is always done, and it's done right, and he's merciful. He could have wiped them out again, but he didn't. He gave them a soft judgment. He changed their language, so the whole thing ground to a halt. They were humiliated, and God spread them out. God spread them out. Okay, let's pray, and we'll be on our way. Lord Jesus, uh, you got a lot of tricks in the bag. And we thank you for thinking outside the box uh, to save us. Um, You know, God sends his son because he loves us so much to die for us. God dies for us. Hmm. That's outside the box, Lord. We thank you for that great mercy. Lord, uh, be with these folks. Give them a great week. And Lord Jesus, uh, bring Pastor back to us safely after his vacation. We ask this all in your holy name. Amen.